Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Blush. This is your co-host Hiva and I'm joined with Tiffany. How are you, Tiffany? I'm doing fabulous. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing really well. You know, last week we talked not about us, <laughs> but now we're back to us and speaking about us. Hiva, are you still in a relationship? I am still in a relationship. They didn't think she could do it. But <laughs> you guys, it's been two weeks and we did a whole episode about Hiva being tied down to this van. <laughs> if you want to check it out, check out two episodes ago. It's called, what is it? Van Blush Times Vans Announcement. We should have called it I'm a Van Girl. Spoiler alert, the announcement is that she's dating a van, but just <laughs> a van. A man in a van. Honestly, I could see people who know me in real life listening to this and they're like, great, she finally gave up on dating human beings and now she's just <laughs> dating machinery. <laughs> that tracks. <laughs> Which honestly sounds so much less complicated. So right? I fully support that. Maybe for my next relationship, I'll go for inanimate objects. I love that journey for you. Yeah, honestly, would be much fucking easier than constantly having to take account of someone else's thoughts and feelings. But here we are. The only person I want to take account their feelings is myself. And that's kind of on topic because that's what we're talking about today is narcissism. Yeah, spot on. Nice transition. <laughs> They're not always good, but this one was good. I was like, this is my opening. I'm fucking taking it. We may not get it ever again. We actually came on this topic because I couldn't fall asleep. And somehow I stumbled onto this article about people that are narcissistic. And I was like, oh, let me read about this for really no reason. And as I was reading it, I realized a very, very close friend that I had fit all the symptoms and categories and whatever you want to call it. Like she fit it to a T. What was crazy is I thought I knew what being a narcissist was and then reading it and then knowing this person, I was like, wow, I don't think I knew really what a, a person that's narcissistic, who they really, really are. And I texted Hiva and I was like, Hiva, can you read this? Do you know anyone that fits this? And you said yes. Yeah, it was so crazy. I mean, you know, I always thought a narcissist was, you know, kind of like myself, just a little self-obsessed, self-important, whatever. And so when she first sent it to me, I was really anticipating reading it and being like, yes, myself. And I really truly did not anticipate having dated a narcissist but reading through it I was like holy shit my ex the comedian hits every single one of these points like it's so extreme that today when I was doing more research for the episode I came super super close to texting him and being like wait has your psychologist like diagnosed you with narcissistic personality disorder yet because to me it just seemed so obvious that I was like his psychologist must have flagged this and they must have talked about it like there's no way they haven't. But then I thought it was like probably kind of rude. So I did not text him that. Because if she hasn't, I would like to. So. Yeah. I mean, there's it's it's so obvious. We just came to the conclusion if I know someone and was very close to someone that was a narcissist and Heva dated a narcissist, 
whoever is listening to this probably knows a narcissist is sleeping with a narcissist, or maybe you are a narcissist and you don't even know it. Yeah. I mean, listen, I hit a lot of the signs and symptoms of narcissism too. So I'm not (laughs) sitting here shitting on anyone. In fact, I was just telling Tiffany before we hit record, I think that I used to maybe have more severe narcissism and as I've gotten more confident in myself, I'm less narcissistic. I think I used to have it because I was so deeply insecure. Yeah, and I mean, always the first step to recovery is what admitting you have the problem, right? right. So if you're listening to this and maybe you fall into some of these categories or, or you exhibit some of this behavior, well, if you're aware of it or if there's someone in your life that then you're aware of that they do these things, you can fix it or adjust how you deal with them. Yeah, exactly. Should we go through the shocking symptoms? <laughs> yes, let's do it. Do you want to start? Yeah, I will say the number one thing right off the bat, and you kind of alluded to this, Heva, is we assumed it was someone with like high confidence, right? Like they feel like they're just amazing and they're narcissistic and like they just think they're the best thing that's ever happened. And that's actually not what it is at all like it's actually quite the opposite it's what Heva said it's deep-rooted in being really really insecure yeah exactly it's so interesting it's really like this mask of extreme confidence but beneath it there's like very fragile self-esteem should we start listing some of the symptoms Yeah. So the first one is having an exaggerated sense of self-importance, which is like having a sense of entitlement, require constant excessive admiration. So my ex, I'm trying to think of how I can talk about this without kind of revealing his identity. So he is a comedian. And when we were dating, he was working on a project. He was, he had a gig, a regular thing that he was doing. He literally would talk about how they're changing the world and how what he does is more important than what other people do. Keep in mind, he's a comedian. He wasn't like, you know, a surgeon doing tours in Africa, like helping kids in need. He's a fucking comedian he I mean I'm not gonna say exactly what he did but think of what comedians do (laughs) it's not like he's not out here like curing cancer or like fighting wars he's a fucking comedian and he would constantly talk about how they're changing the course of history I can't and I look, there are comedians that have have put a huge impact on a lot of things on pop culture. Mm-hmm. I can also confirm that wasn't it. Yes. <laughs> In fact, I don't think most people like know his name anymore. You know what I mean? No, I mean he wasn't like a Billy Crystal or Robin Williams no. or Dave Chappelle <laughs> or you know an Eddie Murphy. It was not on that kind of. level because there's nothing wrong with being a comedian I think comedians do amazing I think entertainers play a very important role in our society I'm not denying that at all but his grandiose sense of (laughs) self-importance was I mean truly you would have thought he was 
king of the world or like he would constantly be in fights with his sister actually because she would talk about how self-centered and self-absorbed he was and he to me would be like well what I do is just more important what did she do I don't know I have no idea (laughs) who cares she's like a pediatrician she's like helping sick kids and he's like nope what i do is more important i make people sometimes laugh it's so much more important (laughs) mostly though people just cringe at how daddish my jokes are but you know So my really good friend, we'll call her Mary, she didn't necessarily always need admiration, but she definitely needed me to acknowledge her being like a really good friend, I would say. Like she needed the reassurance, probably not to the level that your ex did. There was that need for that. And I mainly sensed it when she would bring up other friendships and what other friendships are doing. You know what I mean? Like compare our friendship with other friendships. And I would sense she needed more like from me as a friend, which look, I can be kind of a, I don't want to say cold person, but I definitely think I have that tendency. But very Capricorn. Yeah, like a little ca- drier, yeah. I can be dry. I'm not necessarily the most emotional person, but it's not that I don't have feelings or I'm not sensitive to feelings. It's not that it's not there. It just very rarely comes out. <laughs> but I, I, I do care. Like, it's not that I don't. I'm just not one to, like, excessively show it. So I think that really affected her. Also, I can see, so I know her too, and I could see how she would compare your friendship to other friendships and, like, need reassurance that she's like a better friend than other people are. I can see that in her. And it doesn't come from a cruel place. I mean, that you can straight up see that comes from an insecure place. I think everything we're about to list really comes from a huge insecurity, which look, comedians have. I think that's pretty normal. Like he fits the bill. Yeah, exactly. And listen, I kind of do this. I mean, I kind of do this with Van Guy. Like sometimes I'll be like, look what a good girlfriend I am. Aren't I a good girlfriend? And I just like fish for him to reassure me. So here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with being insecure. We're all insecure. But there is something wrong with putting the burden of your insecurity on someone else. So, you know, now that I'm kind of taking this in, I'm really going to try to do this less to Van Guy. Although, you know, don't hold me to it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's not quote he yeah. No one tell him that I said this, yeah. please. I don't I don't need him to bring it up later. <laughs> you said you were going to do this last. Who told you? <laughs> It's supposed to be a secret (laughs) within the blush community. That's not for your ears. Okay. Should we move on to the next one? Yeah. So they expect to be recognized as superior even without achievements that warrant it. Exaggerate achievements and talents. I mean, that really fits your ex, right? Yep. Our first date, it wasn't really a date date. It was the first time we were meeting in person, was at the after party of the MLB celebrity softball game that he played in. And so he invited me to that. And he spent 90% of the time watching himself on the replays on ESPN that was playing at the party. 
And one would think that I would never speak to him again after that. And I even remember sitting there and being like, is this happening? Like, is this guy sitting here and watching himself and then asking other people if they like are watching him too? Is this real? (laughs) But you know, I was young, I was dumb, whatever. I think also when you're dating someone it's so much harder to see these things or when you're really close Mm -hmm. friends with someone, when you have a close relationship really with anyone, you don't see these kind of red flags until later on. Yeah, for sure. What my friend would do a lot of the time, if she would give me advice or she would help me with something, she would take credit for it. Uh... Which is weird. I don't think it exactly fits into this, but it is kind of like, not warranted achievement Mm -hmm. right like if there was something we did together or like I can't think of a specific example but a lot of times if she would give me advice or if we would go to something together like or something as stupid as like picking out like my outfit she'd be like oh well you look so hot tonight because I picked out your outfit yes you know what I mean like stuff like that yeah I have an example I don't know if this actually happened but it's the type of thing that I could see happening maybe she like helped you with a school project and then you got a good grade and then she'd be like well it's because I helped like I gave you an idea or something like that yeah, because we grew up together. So there was a lot of things like that. We went to school together. Yeah. So there was a lot of situations where we would do things together. It's not something you'd be super aware of because you'd be like, well, you did kind of help me. We right, did work yeah. on this project together. You did pick out my outfit. You did give me this advice. But I, you know, I still wore it. Like I still did it. Like mm-hmm. I still did that. And it's just, I don't think it's healthy when someone need, has the constant need to take credit Where, which it says, where it's not warranted, essentially. Yeah, spot on. So the next one, be preoccupied with fantasies about success, power, brilliance, beauty, or the perfect mate. And then also believe they are superior and can only associate with equally special people. So I have a great story for this one. So my ex, the comedian, who, again, we have to emphasize at the height of his fame, was like what like a d-list celebrity would you say tiffany i think that's i'm not trying to shit on him i'm just trying like c-list at best i think that's fair yeah yeah i think that's fair again i'm not trying to shit on him if anything this is shitting on myself really (laughs) really pull off a (laughs) b-list but um he genuinely believed genuinely believed that when Alex Trebek either died or retired, this was before he had passed away, that he would take over hosting Jeopardy. And I just want to read you the people (laughs) who are being considered to host Jeopardy. Katie Couric, Dr. Oz, Aaron Rodgers, and Anderson Cooper, like truly, truly famous people. (laughs) Like straight A-list celebrities. Yeah, and he dead seriously, dead seriously thought that he'd be the natural choice to take over Jeopardy. I love setting your goals high, but there also has to be a level of being realistic. By all means, set your goals high. By all means, aspire to take over Jeopardy. But the fact that he would be like, everyone wants me to do this. Like, oh, people talk about it all the time. Like, he genuinely thought that, like, he was in high demand to take this over. And when he was fired from his last job, he again brought it up. He's like, well, I'm probably going to, like, host Jeopardy. Like, it was, like, as though it was already done and, like, people were talking to him about it. Like, no one was talking to him about it. Right now, this has to be kind of crushing him because there's no way 
way he is, right? I, I mean, would imagine. Do we need to do like a mental health check? Like, is he okay? Like, is he just completely <laughs> lost his shit? Yeah, we should get him on the line. I'd be very curious to know. So my friend, the biggest thing she had this with was with dating. Her standards for finding a guy were so fucking insane and I'm talking like I don't think this person actually exists and also with me would be super judgmental if I dated someone that wasn't rich successful I think she envisioned herself marrying Prince Harry something like Mm -hmm. that which now I mean shit looking back on it I mean he married Meghan Markle so I guess maybe it was possible it it was kind of not that crazy of an idea (laughs) it's like what but Also super judgmental if I dated someone that was maybe from a lower income class, Mm -hmm. which that's not really ever been something I've cared about. I've dated guys from all different backgrounds, but for her, it was a huge, huge deal. Yeah. To an extreme. Yeah. I can relate to that. I I really think I used to actually have narcissistic personality disorder. I'm not joking. And I think during that time, I did have really high standards for who I dated, but it was because I thought it was an expression of me and how worthy I am. So I was like, well, I can't date just any Joe Schmo because I need my partner to be like the hottest, coolest guy because it'll validate me because deep down, I didn't actually think I was hot or cool. So I needed a hot and cool guy to kind of validate me, if that makes sense. Yes. And unfortunately, a lot of times when you're dating someone, though, that on paper fits those criterias, that doesn't mean shit. I've dated plenty of guys that are like super successful and, and you would look at them on paper and you're like, he's an amazing catch, but he's a fucking psychopath. It's just it doesn't. It doesn't mean anything. And when you're just looking at those things, you're so blinded by their actual character. Yeah, spot on. Okay, so the next one is monopolize conversations and belittle or look down on people they perceive as inferior and then expect special favors and unquestioning compliance with their expectations. I'm assuming comedian did both of these things in an excessive amount. I mean, the only time I talked was to praise him or agree with what he was saying. And listen, I'm just as guilty in this as he is because I never corrected him, even though I'd roll my eyes privately internally. And I fully played into it because I had my own shit going on, you know? So I'm just as guilty here. But yeah, he was constantly talking. The only time I talked was really just to validate what he said or to praise him. Uh, Which is crazy because everyone who listens to this podcast can see how much I fucking like to talk, especially about (laughs) myself. (laughs) So the fact that I could, you know, stifle it to that extreme. And yeah, I mean, in this job that he had at the time, he would make insane insane requests I mean he went full diva and he'd be like well I'm the talent so you guys have to do what I say oh my god <laughs> Tiffany's face right now well I've just worked with 
a lot of talent before and this is kind of absurd right yeah again again keeping in mind the level of celebrity that he had it's not like he was Jennifer Lopez and could walk in and be like you know what everyone has to have the olive oil ready for my skin I mean he demanded that they cancel one of the timings of the show like the show would come on at certain times and he's like I think we should stop doing it at this time and then like he would to me would be like I don't understand why everyone isn't listening to me like I'm the most important person in this operation oh my gosh (laughs) that's wild because I've worked with a lot of talent and you know there's always demands there's always needs they always want to have a say but I think they also kind of know their place because they are pretty replaceable yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, which he turned out to be because he was fired. It's also like you're not a business person. You must recognize that. Oh, and at some point something happened to the CEO and he genuinely thought that he was going to. I can't believe I forgot this. This is probably the most insane thing that happened that entire time. He genuinely thought that they were going to make him CEO. Keep in mind, zero business background, zero business background. Like he knows how to make dumb jokes. And he went to the board meeting that he wasn't invited to, to lobby them to make him the CEO. That's wild. I mean, look, as someone that worked in entertainment, unless the show has your name in it like it's Oprah the Oprah Winfrey (laughs) show okay that's the only situation any other show if your name isn't in the title shit even if your name is in the title like they can change the name of the show and you are completely I mean honestly talent bottom of the totem pole to be quite honest wow okay Honestly, in a, in a lot of situations, they're always kind of afraid to give talent too much power. And mm. a lot of the times when you hear talent wants to leave, no, they were fucking fired. Yeah. No one leaves by choice very, very rarely. Mm-hmm. Or what happened is they didn't get the salary they wanted. Right, right. And they're getting more money somewhere else. Right. Two other things. Take advantage of others to get what they want. Have an inability or, or unwillingness to recognize the needs and feelings of others. I definitely think my friend fit into the having the inability or unwillingness to recognize the needs and feelings of others. Because I feel like whenever I would speak how I felt, especially if she didn't agree with it, it was just completely dismissed. I don't know if your ex did this. Yeah, I mean, he never even like asked about my needs or feelings like ever. So (laughs) no, I wasn't really asked either. But if I ever voiced it, it was very much like, Okay. Yeah. Like, especially if it wasn't ag- agreed upon, it was just sort of just dismissed. Anytime I did express a need or a feeling, it was like grounds for a breakup between us. Like he'd be like, well, I don't know if I can handle that. And I've told, I mean, <laughs> dead seriously. And I've told him because he tried to get back together with me last year. And I was like, hey, um, when's my birthday? And he's like, I have no idea. I was like, when, what's my favorite color? And he's like, I have no idea. I was like, what? Like, I asked him a series of questions. I was like, how many siblings do I have? He's like, I was like, do you know anything about me? Yeah. (laughs) And he's like, apparently no. And, you know, I kind of told him, I was like, listen, like anytime I even attempted to express a need to you, 
it was grounds for us breaking up. Like you don't want to be in a relationship with me. You don't want to be in a relationship with anyone. You want to be in a relationship with someone who's going to be a servant to you. And that just isn't me. I tried to make myself that, but I couldn't swallow my needs and feelings. When you would talk about something like your day or whatever sort of situation, do you feel like there it was almost like speaking to a wall? Oh, 1000%. And he would talk to me, actually. He would admit, he wouldn't say it about me, but he would admit to how little he gave a shit about what was going on in other people's lives and how he just hated talking to people because he just truly did not give a shit about what was going on in anyone's life. You just get to the point, which I'm probably, you did this too, you just stop saying anything. Yep. You're like, why am I sharing anything? Unless I was sharing something that really sparked her interest, like some sort of drama or something really crazy. But if I'm just speaking just about anything that maybe I care about and she doesn't have an interest in, glaze, like a wall. Yep. I mean, with him, I very quickly, I guess, like intuited that I should never talk about myself and only, like I said, uh, the only time I talked in our relationship for the most part was to sing his praises or to agree with him. And I remember he once told me, he's like, yeah, I love you so much because you never talk about your day. You never talk about work. You never talk about your friends. You never talk about all these things that other girls talk about that I just don't give a shit about. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. Got it. I mean, I honestly, I have to say, as we're going through this, I've never been more embarrassed that I not only (laughs) dated this person, but was devastated when we broke up and actively wanted to get back together. Like, I think this makes me look so much worse than it makes him look, frankly. No, I disagree with you. I don't think it makes you look bad. I think there's two things with this. I think when you're in this situation, it's so difficult to see these things. Because I was friends with this person for a really long time and honestly didn't see any of this as really an Mm. issue. And number two, I do think... There is a fine line with everything that we're speaking about. I mean, honestly, even sometimes right now with my boyfriend, he'll talk to me about certain stuff or I'll talk to him and maybe I just don't have the knowledge on it or it's not super interesting and I need to kind of like force myself to like Mm -hmm. pay attention or like be present. I think we can all sort of fall into this. We're talking about two people that are an extreme and sometimes it's really fucking hard to see that. Yeah. Because we all have these tendencies, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, I think all of us, to a certain extent, don't really give a shit about everything everyone says, right? I mean, it would be weird if we did. It's Sometimes you just have to feign being interested in something. So, yeah, you're right. It is easy to overlook it because sometimes I'd be like, wow, he's just so honest. Like, he really puts (laughs) it all out there. Like, cool. I mean, I guess, you know, I'm not super interested in everything either. But it's the fact that, with these people, they're super uninterested in other people, but then expect everyone else to be super interested in them. That's the fucking key, is the way they're treating us doesn't correlate with how they want to be treated. Yeah. The last few is be envious of others and believe others envy them. Behave in an arrogant or haughty manner, coming across as conceited, boastful, and pretentious. Insist on having the best of everything, for instance, the best car or office. I wouldn't say she was arrogant or boastful or pretentious. I do think there was definitely an envious side to her in my friend. And again, I don't think anyone is going to fit 
all of these things to a T, which could be really hard to also differentiate. But I think if there's a lot of these and they're in an extreme level, then it's a bit of a red flag. But even I think being envious of people, sometimes it's not as obvious as like, oh, I I wish I had their life. But what they do is they compare. When there's a lot of comparisons being made, when your partner or your friend or whoever is comparing you, comparing your relationship, bringing up other situations that have nothing to do with you, I think that's another way of expressing envy in a not so obvious manner and I think she did that a lot yeah with my ex I don't really remember a lot of jealousy that he had towards other people but he definitely constantly would talk about how other people are jealous of him (laughs) when I was reading this I was like holy shit she fits into this Mm -hmm. they become impatient or angry when they don't receive special treatment have significant interpersonal problems and easily feel slighted react with rage or contempt and try to belittle the other person to make themselves appear superior, have difficulty regulating emotions and behavior, experience major problems dealing with stress and adapting to change, feel depressed and moody because they fall short of perfection, have secret feelings of insecurity, shame, vulnerability, and humiliation. I would say she fit all of these, to be quite honest. Yeah, and I'll be honest, I think I also fit all of these. (laughs) (laughs) Like this is where I see it the most in myself, like feeling depressed or moody because I fall short of perfection. That happens all the time. I, the other day was just trying to make a sauce. Like I constantly just kind of invent random new recipes and the sauce just was not turning out the way that I wanted it to. And I kept like adding more ingredients and trying to finesse it. Ended up getting in the biggest fight with Van Guy over it because literally because I wasn't executing the sauce perfectly I now call it fight sauce actually Um, I'll post the recipe soon once I perfect it but I mean it really was I was freaking out because I wasn't doing something perfectly and where do you think that comes from apparently narcissism Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's because my south node is in Virgo. So, you know, taking it back to astrology to, (laughs) I would say, our least intellectual episode to date. (laughs) (laughs) But maybe it's, uh, you know, because my south node is in Virgo, people who have a south node in Virgo, part of their karma in this lifetime is to overcome perfectionism. Ultimately, everything kind of comes down to insecurity, right? Yeah, 100%. I think all the problems in the world ultimately boil down to someone's insecurity. I really see it with her where she had significant interpersonal problems and easily felt slighted. I think it's always a red flag when there's someone that has issues with almost every person in their life that's like meant to be close to them, right? And there is a slight difference though. They may have those issues and take accountability and say, this is what I did to create those problems or victimizes themselves to a level where everybody else is the issue except for them. So, I mean, if you meet someone where they like don't have a close relationship with a lot of people in their life, but they say, hey, I made these mistakes. I did this. I lied or I had maybe a drug problem and I burned a lot of bridges. I actually really respect that. Like I respect someone that's like, I fucked up. I shouldn't have done it. 
I regret what I did and it's on me. What pisses me off is when a person says, yeah, I don't have any of these relationships, but it's all them. Like they did this, they did that. I didn't do anything. They had these issues. And also the accountability they do take is kind of this like minor bullshit accountability. It's almost like they're taking accountability just for the sake of it, but it's not really genuine. Yes. Yes, spot on. I actually, okay, I think I do fall into this. I have had a lot of friendships end. And I mean, for various reasons, but I would say a common theme is my own insecurities, my own bullshit. And, you know, it it may have come up in different ways. Either I distanced myself. I, I mean, I've done this a lot where I just got it in my head that this person didn't like me anymore so I stopped talking to them or you know maybe I really was pretty narcissistic in a lot of my friendships and really didn't pay enough attention to the other friend I think that has happened to me a lot there are various reasons that all ultimately I would say boil down to my own insecurities and then you know I've had friendships just fizzle normally and that's fine too so yeah I do think at the very least I do take accountability of it Yeah, you're taking accountability right now. I almost think I fall into the opposite, or maybe this isn't. I don't know. You tell me, Hiva, where I internalize almost everything and always make everything my fault. Mm. Like I'm always the guilty one. And I've had to really work on myself to stop doing that, to stop blaming myself for everything. Because any relationship, any romantic relationship or personal relationship, it doesn't really matter. I will look at the situation and immediately go, well, how did I fuck this up? What did I do wrong? Where then I've really had to take a step back and be like, okay, I may have contributed to the situation, but I can't put like a hundred percent blame on me. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. Is that, that also yeah. being a narcissist though? Cause I'm no. making it all about myself. No, I think that's trying to take accountability, but taking it to an extreme. Anytime a guy has broken up with me, I've always been like, what did I do? Oh, I do that too. With the guys specifically, I do, I've, I've just placed the entire blame on myself. A hundred percent the blame is always on me. And even if I break up with them, I think I led to this breakup. Not just like mm-hmm. actually ending it, but it's my fault. This relationship didn't work. Yeah, for sure. I mean, remember when things ended with the German, it took so much of you being like, uh, he ghosted you like pretty much for no reason and I was like it's my fault it's my fault it's my fault and you were like I think actually he's the bigger asshole in this situation yeah a hundred percent I would be real with you if I thought it was something that you had done but it just seemed like he was the asshole in that situation which is why I don't think you fall into being a narcissist I think you're very self-aware yeah that's true again I do think I see it in some of my female friendships I do think that I have had these traits in the past I don't think I am anymore I don't know if any of my current friends are listening let me know (laughs) everyone's like no they're like oh let me unfollow you real quick I hear that that's the way to get you to (laughs) stop talking to me so true (laughs) so true I don't know if it's possible to have a relationship with someone date them if they are the extreme narcissist well narcissists relationships do not last like that's I mean it's true for their friendships it's true for all relationships and 
There are certain signs of dating a narcissist. The first is in the beginning, they'll love bomb you really hard. Like they'll be obsessed with you. They'll be so charming. That's really, I think, the first telltale sign. And the other one that I think is so telling is that they tend not to have any long-term friends. And listen, this doesn't necessarily mean that they're a narcissist, but I think if you get that combo, be on high alert. I honestly don't think I've ever dated a narcissist, to be quite honest, because I can't think of a single guy that really fits into this. I honestly think I would be extremely triggered by dating someone like this, by a guy that's like this. Right. You know, I did go, I have to say though, I did go on a date. I went on a few dates with a guy. I was much younger and he was much older than me, which I think doesn't help the situation, the power dynamic. And the entire date, he spoke just about himself. Didn't ask me a single fucking question. I went out with him like two, three more times. He really wanted to make it kind of more official. And he was pretty successful in the industry. And it was one of those things where he kind of said, like, listen, if we date, like, I'll give you a lot of opportunities. And actually, I told my friend about this. And she was like, you're stupid not to date him. He can, like, completely make your career. And I was like, yeah, but every time I'm with him, it's all about him. There's nothing to do with me. Like, I can't have an authentic relationship with someone, a romantic relationship for my fucking career. Like it's just, it's just not how I operate. And she was actually like, no, I I think you should like, why not? Like he's good looking, he's successful. And he was, but I was like, it's honestly like almost mind numbing hanging out with him. I'm not going to do it. And you know, it's kind of, it's red flags like that, a dating someone that spends the first three dates just talking about themselves or also having a friend that's like, yeah, they're going to advance your career. You should date them. And she's not saying in like a joking way, which I would do. She was like dead serious. Like, yeah, date him. I was like, oh, like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I can see that. Well, it's that thing we talked about before where they get validation from who they're around, right? So, you know, your friend probably would date this person because they're so successful and could help them. And then also they would want you to date them because if you're more uh, successful than just via being friends with you, that gives her a greater sense of importance. Yes. And, you know, as you've been talking about this, I was kind of thinking about why it was that I dated this person who had literally all of these characteristics and how you were able to so quickly recognize that that's not what you wanted, even though for you, it would have helped you in your career, whereas I was getting nothing out of my situation. (laughs) And I think that it's because narcissists attract codependent people. Mm. And I think that I had serious codependency issues back when I met the comedian. And so that's why I never you know, it never like hit off anything. I was never like, uh, this is fucked up. Like I really just tried to make myself as small as possible so I could let him have all of the space. And I think that you were just so much more secure in yourself and you were like, fuck no, I'm not going to deal with this. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I think there was also other things that turned me off. One of them being, (laughs) 
He shaved his legs. Oh. And listen, I'm not necessarily against that, but for me, if there is a guy that has less leg hair than I do, it's a little fucking concerning. Yeah, it's a little weird. I will say the first time I hooked up with Van Guy, he was slippery like a seal. But it, does he shave his legs? I don't remember, but I think he shaved like literally everything else. I he, Not anymore. I told him to stop. I was like, I don't want to date like a fucking prepubescent boy <laughs> A hybrid between a seal and a man. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> Let some body hair grow, please. I don't mind if he naturally doesn't have body hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I mean, Van Guy straight up, I think, shaved every... I, I don't know if he shaved his legs or not. Was this guy a swimmer? Because that's the only situation I've heard of. No. And, and that's the thing. I did also... There's another guy that I had a thing with, and he was an athlete. And I think he had also shaved certain parts but I think if you're an athlete that's justifiable Mm -hmm. yeah but no there was nothing fucking athletic about him (laughs) I think it was like an OCD thing and that also Mm. freaked me out too I was like if hair is an issue for you yeah I don't think a Middle Eastern girl (laughs) is the right person (laughs) yeah because there are parts of my body that have hair that it should honestly be fucking illegal. Like, it should not... Happen. Out of control. I mean, my face right now, I haven't gotten it threaded in a while. It's it's just fuzzy. Like, it's just fuzzy. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. It's, it's, it's like a Brillo pad. I don't... <laughs> I need to be with someone that's equally... Like, that's so hairy. So then my hair, it's like, oh, she's basically bald. You know what I mean? Like, I can't compete with hair. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's hard dating a non-Middle Eastern person who like probably doesn't get it. The one nice thing about Van Guy is that he has long hair. And so both of our hair sheds all the time. And so a lot of times I just blame hair shedding on him. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, your hair is everywhere. <laughs> um, my boyfriend is the hairiest Caucasian man I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> fucking life. And Good I find. honestly, yeah, I was like, honestly, if we have kids, like, they're not going to have a face. They're going to look like fucking yes. gorillas with my genetics and your, I don't know what the fuck is going on <laughs> with you. Yeah. And honestly, I can't do anything less than that. Yeah, I, I got that. I mean, listen, if so. I ever have kids, they're starting laser hair removal, like, like in the womb. In fact, yeah, I'll just like- have them do it over <laughs> my stomach. <laughs> I'm getting a like a lifelong plan yes. on their like first birthday. I'm taking them joint removal sessions. Yes. It's just they're going straight from the vagina to the laser. Yeah. You'd be like, is that your daughter or like some sort of monkey type thing that you brought in? No, that's my human baby. Yeah. What is this fur ball that you pushed out of your vagina? Like, my two-year-old son's gonna have a full fucking beard that he's gonna have to sh- like he's gonna have to learn how to walk and shave his face at the same time (laughs) okay we'll end on this Hiva what do you think is the biggest thing that you do that has some narcissistic tendencies can I give like two yeah of course okay no you can't (laughs) give two you can only give yeah give two being easily triggered when I fall short of perfection 
and needing constant praise. And I mean, I do this with Van Guy constantly. I like after I meet a friend of his or a family member, I'm like, what did they say about me? Did they like me? Blah, blah. blah. And he's like, my friends aren't like sitting around talking about you. Like they don't give a shit about you. (laughs) (laughs) I do that all the time when I'm dating a guy. I'm like, did you tell your friends about me? Did you show them my pictures, my nudes? Like what's going on? (laughs) Do they think I'm hot? Like like after we had sex, did you tell your friends about this? (laughs) Yeah. Do they know graphic details about her sex life? Because honestly, they probably should. You don't want to make them feel jealous, right? Is that what it is? Would you like to film it and show them? (laughs) Should we have a screening? (laughs) Should we just invite them over to watch? I want everyone to know how good of a girlfriend I am. Yes. I think that's normal, though. It's just us. I feel like other girls want to know if their boyfriends talked about them. 1,000%. And you know what? I think that something that guys are really bad at is relaying that information. They're horrific. I can't tell you how many times either I've dated someone or my friend has dated someone and then they like meet their parent or something. Or one time I had my a boyfriend, you know, from 10 years ago be like, oh, my mom saw a picture of you. And I was like, okay. Like I'm waiting for like, oh, she said you were pretty. And he's like, mm-hmm. and just changes the subject. I was like, What? <laughs> It's the most infuriating thing. I talked to my mom about you. What the fuck did you say? I want all details. Yeah, I want details. Like, you should have recorded the conversation. Like, I don't give a shit about your day. I don't give a shit about anything else that happened. All I want to know about is the conversation that involved me. Okay, this, by the way, is narcissism right (laughs) here. No, I think every girl is like this. So, and if a guy is listening, please, next time you talk about someone you're dating, take really diligent notes because she's going to want to know. I never get the full story. I'm like, what did you say to her? I don't know. I just, I just talked about you. Okay. What did you say? I don't remember what I said. I just said like, you know, you were, you were smart and funny or something. And I'm like, Okay, what was your exact yes. sentence? I want to know. Was it? He's like, I don't know. I said you were smart and funny. So that was the exact <laughs> sentence? What was the context? What was her reaction? What was it after that? What was the next subject you guys then transitioned into? Nothing. Nothing. Yep. I mean, Van Guy is actually really good at this. I don't know where he learned. I don't think I taught him. I think, like, maybe his An ex-girlfriend. Ex, yeah. yeah. What, I mean, what a queen. I should send her a thank yes, you what a queen. <laughs> um, but when I met his godmother, when she texted him something about me, he screenshotted it and sent it to me. And I was like, oh, oof. Like, you are getting anything you want. This is plus 35 points. Maybe that's the key then, guys, if a guy is listening to this, is only communicate through forms of writing email texts to people about us so you can just forward the email or send us a screenshot. Yeah, or I mean, if it has to be a verbal conversation, just take diligent notes or record it on your Please phone record it. Yeah. so that record you can it. play it later because every girl wants to know what has been said about her if it's positive. If it's not positive, you could honestly fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Lie, just <laughs> pretend it never happened. <laughs> Well, because you know what I always think when he's not telling me, I'm like, oh, my God, it was negative. 
Yeah, exactly. Like, my mom saw your picture and no follow-up. Okay, then she clearly didn't think I was pretty, right? Because, like, if she did, (laughs) then she would have said it, and you should pass that information along to me. Yeah, that's the issue, is we go to a dark place. Yeah. I'm so glad we went back to speaking about ourselves this episode. I know, right? It's... Last episode just didn't feel right. (laughs) No. It's funny because when I originally asked you what are the two most narcissistic things that you do, I meant like, oh, like this podcast would be one (laughs) example. Yeah, uh, this podcast is definitely one. And then, I don't know, fishing for constant reassurance from Van Guy. I mean, that's like a daily routine of mine. (laughs) Uh, What I do now is we'll be sitting there and it'll be completely peaceful and I'll turn to him and be like, you don't love me anymore. And he's like, what? <laughs> yes, and this week's giveaway. So last week's giveaway was in extremely high demand. I mean, <laughs> people from all over the planet want the blush private investigative services. If you missed last episode, I highly recommend you check it out. It was a Q&A episode. We did not give any helpful advice. But one thing that came out of it was the Blush Private Investigative Services. And the specific investigative services that we can provide are finding out if your ex is dating your sibling's ex or your partner's ex. Although we have more expertise in the sibling's ex area, but we're branching out into partner's ex also. Very niche. Should we, since it's in such high demand, should we maybe, in honor of this week's episode, branch out? If you think someone in your life is a narcissist, uh, Heve and I can check their social media or or whatever. We don't want to give away all our tips and tricks on our PI work. We don't want to. It's proprietary, okay? (laughs) We don't want to tell you guys how the sausage is made, but we will do our due diligence to find out if they are a narcissist. Yes, I love. We can't tell you how, but you just have to give us um, their name, like their phone number, their email, their social media handles, (laughs) their social security (laughs) number, their address, their blood type. Yeah, a bank statement, I don't know. Like, just anything that, their full identity. And we'll find out if they're narcissists for you. Yes, I love that. So to enter the giveaway, you're going to want to screenshot this episode, share it in your stories, and tag at BlushPod. If you leave a review for the podcast, you'll be entered into the giveaway twice so that doubles your chances of winning and again I know everyone wants to win this one so you're gonna want to enter both ways I mean (laughs) really just tag team this take it on in multiple areas it's a hot commodity I mean yeah he and I's phones have just blown the fuck (laughs) up with PI work it's crazy yeah who would have thought here we are (laughs) We're podcasters, we're private investigators. I mean, what can't we do? (laughs) We're narcissists, we're gaslighters. Apparently, we just can't be fucking normal. (laughs) That's the issue. All right, well, thank you guys so much for listening and have a wonderful week. Bye, guys. 